0: To help Cam H treat addiction and build hope. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than two hundred thousand Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a twenty-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase. Today. Visit Douglas.ca slash Canadaland to claim this offer. That is Douglas.ca slash Canadaland. What I want you to do is take your relative's phone, your relative who should be listening to podcasts, who would enjoy podcasts, any podcast, but doesn't know, doesn't know how. Take their phone. It doesn't matter if they know that you've done this. Their phone has a podcasting app on it. Pick up the phone, press on that app download them some podcasts. You're going to be seeing them this holiday season. If you do that now, you'll have more stuff to talk about with them the next time you see them. And if you tell me that you have done so on Twitter, I will thank that relative, which will be very confusing for them. Thank you. Jan Wong. Hi. Journalist, journalism professor. Welcome back. Thank you. Jan. Today we are going to talk about Canada has kidnapped Chinese Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) This is going to end well.
1: Yeah, we're so smart. We just play a great role on the world stage. This
0: is just a great position to be in. (laughs) And we're going to talk about Ontario Proud. Their funding has been finally revealed. It is a grassroots, people-powered movement of real estate developers. (laughs) Right. Glad to have you back.
1: Nice to be here.
0: This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts is brought to you by Beth Jansen, Colin Freeves, Thomas Hayden, Heather Gardner, Devin Rossington, Michaela Creighton, Jamie Ryder, and Katrina Hayde. My name is Katrina, and I'm a community director in Montreal. I support Canada Land because Jesse and his team do a great job
1: exploring the issues that we don't want to believe are happening here. I've also been impressed at how much less obnoxious that Jesse has become over the last four years that I've been listening.
0: And Jan, this episode is brought to our listeners by HelloFresh. Are you aware of these services where they send you a box of of food and then you cook?
1: My son does that, and my students do
0: that, but I don't do that,
1: sorry. I would always Rather go shopping myself, but I'm sure your sponsor is a great idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I would in in, in earlier days when I had uh, a life of leisure, I would go to the bakery, then I go to the fish shop. I was like, you know, it was very European Montreal. But now I like I dread going to the big chain supermarket, and and then I'm standing there what am I going to get? And then you got to do all the meal planning on the spot when you stand in line. Like the, the whole process of cooking a meal is like four chores. It takes hours. Right. So if you're kind of like just on a tight schedule, this is a great thing because the recipes are like, they're done in 25, 30 minutes.
1: And I think it's a good idea because for the people who, who buy this service, the alternate would be to get takeout. So I think it's cheaper, it's healthier.
0: They're great if you don't know how to cook and the are great if you do. You can throw away the recipe if yeah. you do know how to cook and if you don't, then you just follow it. Right. It'll, it'll work. It'll always yield a tasty meal. So get 50% off of your first box by visiting hellofresh.ca slash podcasts and use the promo code CanadaLand.
1: We begin with allegations of an international conspiracy unveiled in a Vancouver courtroom today. Meng Zhou, chief financial officer of the Chinese telecom giant Huawei, appeared before a BC judge.
0: Jan, I, I how would we summarize? I think everybody knows what's happening with this uh, Huawei executive who has been detained while she was while she was just getting off a plane and getting on another one in Vancouver. What is the necessary context for those who have been under a rock?
1: I guess it's that uh, she's uh, the daughter of the founder. She's a chief uh, financial officer, but her father founded it. It's privately held. It's the most global of all Chinese companies. They're all over the world. And the Chinese are extremely proud of Huawei, which is a tech company. They do phones, but they also do all the stuff in your router. Because the Chinese are so proud of them as a global company, this is a real punch in the face to China. And the Chinese people are reacting, and so is the Chinese government.
0: This feels like a Helen of Troy thing. Like it's, I said Chinese Mark Zuckerberg because like, she is both a dynamo in her own right, but also an heiress. Yeah. Incredibly wealthy, yeah. High, like most elite status, uh, globe trotting. And we've plucked her from her life of uh, executive doings and we threw her
1: the, in a jail
0: because America asked us to.
1: Yeah, we threw her in a jail in Vancouver and she was there. She only just made bail. I think she was in jail for 10 nights. I mean, it's un it's unbelievable. And to, to just explain Huawei's reach, uh, they sponsor the Ottawa senators. They spent they sponsor, you know, the big soccer leagues. In uh, Europe. They're all over the place.
0: They're all over Canada. They're I mean, all,
1: yeah, they give money to Carleton University.
0: Well, if, if you're watching hockey, I mean, how do you get the Canadians? Yeah. Sponsor Hockey Night in yeah. Canada. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of awkward when CBC News is reporting on <laughs> Huawei. Should we trust them? Are they spying on us? Yeah. And now our national sport brought to you by Huawei. This is because of the trade war, of course. Yeah, the, the, I think this is because of Trump. Yeah. And, and well, I think he's almost confirmed that um, yeah. because he's essentially said... Yeah, we, we we took your executive, and if trade negotiations go right, I, I I would intervene. Yeah, I'll give her back to you. He's made her a pawn. So this, we're a stooge in this. We're just we're
1: totally a stooge. And you know why couldn't we just play the Canadian incompetent card and say, oh oh, oops. Oops, we meant to detain her. Oops, she already got on that flight to Mexico. Sorry, next time we'll be a little better at this. All we had to do was be ourselves. Just be incompetent.
0: It's funny that you should suggest (laughs) that because you're not the first to suggest it.
1: Oh, I'm not?
0: Here is what former Liberal Cabinet Minister John Manley said on CTV's Question Period. It's possible that this would have been um, a good case for what you might call creative incompetence. (laughs) Uh, this woman was not residing in Canada, she was simply transferring flights uh, in Canada and uh, we might have just missed her. Oh yeah, I didn't
1: know he said that. That's great,
0: isn't it? I mean, and it sounds like that's that's. Uh,
1: I could be a cabinet minister.
0: Ref- well, and a refreshingly <laughs> candid one, yeah. because this is a former cabinet minister who's saying, yeah. "Look, we do this stuff. We." Yeah. And I thought, wow, uh, that is a level of of candor that I don't expect from people at that level of things, and that seems like really good policy. That's a good strategy that we didn't do. Um, and but, in
1: fact, Trudeau actually revealed that he knew several days in advance that this was going to happen. He should have just shut up.
0: Is that out there? I had heard Oh yeah, that yeah, he didn't know. It. No,
1: no. He, he told the – I don't know why he told the reporters. Yes, I knew about this a few days. So now
0: – Well, it looks bad either way. If he didn't know, then why didn't he know?
1: Yeah, he should just not comment.
0: But here's the thing. As I was kind of uh, impressed by John Manley for being so forthcoming with that advice – uh, this independent advice about what Canada should have done—it uh, was brought to my attention that he sits on the board of directors at Telus. Oh, <laughs> Telus is currently in negotiations with Huawei yeah. on building out Canada's five G yes. We are entwined with Huawei, right? Right. And that oh, that's closed, why
1: he's—that's he's, yeah. why he said it. Oh, yeah, it's bad for it's bad for uh, Telus. This is terrible. Yeah. This is like I know they're they're screwed because they can't proceed with their development plans now. Maybe. And. Huawei is huge. Like, they have a huge building in Markham. They have an office in Ottawa. And I don't just mean a room. I mean, they're huge here. They have 180,000 employees around the world. I don't think Canada understood what they did when they detained her. I think they... I mean, this should have gone up to the highest levels, but, of course, that would have been Trudeau. And he would have said, oh, that's okay. We're not allowed to interfere. It's a mess. It's a complete mess now.
0: Well, and now that she's in the system, you know, they're going to deal with her. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they deal with her more or less like anyone. I think they have been. Uh, th- it's was... good
1: that they gave her bail. I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting the way that all Because now
1: she goes stuff. on the run. Can we let her
0: just escape? <laughs> <laughs> can
1: we go to the next level?
0: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, do you feel – that there's any level of xenophobia in the way this whole thing has been covered. Absolutely. It,
1: yeah, because I mean, anti-Chinese. I'll just say that. Tell you me know that. why? Because a lot of uh, corporations have violated the sanctions, and I brought some notes who are they JP Morgan uh-huh. they violated uh, the Iran US sanctions US sanctions, sanctions. That's,
0: that's what you supposed could be
1: on Iran done. could be on Cuba they've they violated it since okay. 2010 uh Bank of America uh JP Morgan Chase uh HSBC, ING, and Toronto Dominion Bank. Now, do we recall any of those CEOs being grabbed off a plane and thrown into jail and held for bail for extradition? No, we don't. Uh So yes, this is anti-Chinese. Because this is so weird. If you have a thing against a company, if you're mad at a company for violating sanctions, you don't arrest the chief financial officer and throw her in jail. They did not arrest the head of TD Bank. Uh, as far as I know,
0: well, this is anti-Chinese. Maybe as a byproduct of it being, you know, pro-Trump, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, a, selective a trade prosecution. war. Prosecution. This
1: is a this is a move to to keep Chinese industry down. No,
0: that's clear. And 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 you know, this is a selective. Uh, you know, if if. if, if the U.S. legal system says we have a warrant for this person arrest them we just do it like you know yeah. maybe we can choose to fuck it up Yeah, but but it's not a Canadian act of anti-Chinese it's not even necessarily I mean it is anti-Chinese on America's part in that they're trying to take a shot yeah we're China.
1: just being dumb you know concierge what
0: I'm asking you is in the way that we're perceiving this and a lot of the kind of like wide-eyed breathless coverage of like well maybe Huawei is a bad actor mm-hmm. and not just that but like a lot of Americans are now in Canadian courtroom uh, in Vancouver and like a publication ban that she requests Mm-hmm. Uh, as like maybe she's getting some sort of special trim. This is really weird. That's well, not weird.
1: Americans don't understand publication bans, which is so Canadian. Yeah. They hardly ever have because they have First Amendment rights. They don't even know what a Their courts are
0: wonderfully right. for journalists open. But,
1: but the point I was trying to make is that we're not arresting the chief financial officers of other companies. Where is the chief financial officer of Bank of America? Mm-hmm. Or or T D Bank? These are all they've all been fined. Yeah. So it's not like it it's alleged. They've been fined and they paid those fines. But we didn't arrest them. In this case it's personal and I think it's involved with Trump and his tariffs against China and he needs he wants to get a pawn. And he just revealed it, which means it is political. Sure. We were saying, oh, it's not political. And in in fact, Christina Freeland just said in public like two minutes before Trump tweeted that it's political. She said, oh, it's not political. We can't, you know, we can't do things like this. It's the law we have. So, you know, uh, Trump made us look like fools. We're his errand boy and he made us look like fools.
0: Jen Wong, you know the drill. You've been here before. We have duly noted things to duly note. (laughs) Yes?
1: Duly noted, yes. I am I forget.
0: Can you please uh, kick us off? What do you have today?
1: Well, I have uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside and the ban against politically incorrect Christmas lyrics. Say no, no, no. Mind sir? if I'm moving At closer. At least I'm going
0: to say that I try. What's the sense
1: of hurting my pride? I really
0: can't Oh, baby, stay. don't hold out. Baby, oh, it's cold, cold outside.
1: Okay. But also, you know, yeah, Baby, It's Cold Outside. It was just recently unbanned by the
0: CBC. They changed their mind. I have read so many stories about this. Yeah. And, well, okay.
1: Okay, so this is what I think. Yes. How do we know the man singing one line and the woman singing the other? What if the woman was singing, don't go? <laughs> or And the man goes, hey, did you put something in my drink? We don't know who's singing it.
0: right. Right, just because it's always being sung a certain way doesn't mean that it needs to be. Right, right. if you're going to issue a a judgment on as written. Yeah. This is my issue with this. We have read headline after headline uh, about how it's been banned, it's been censored, because people uh, in the Me Too era are offended. People are offended. Yeah. Who? Ooh, I, this the, the the story that was yeah. announcing that CBC hmm. put it back on the air had to find some disc jockey out of like Cincinnati <laughs> to find someone. That's right. So what I see here is radio stations banning it, on the expectation because everybody is perceiving the same hypothetical imaginary. Me too. Advocate. Politically correct, humorless, joyless, yeah. Yeah. overly sensitive uh, thug. You know, a fascist who wants to suppress and censor songs. Yeah. And then everyone gets very mad at this hypothetical imaginary person. I
1: know, it's ridiculous.
0: Either they're afraid of them and they take the song off the air, or they get mad at them and they put the song back on the air. And that person, I'm not sure, they, I haven't met anybody who's like, that song should never be heard again. Well,
1: I'm kind of offended by I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Hello. What about people <laughs> like me? <laughs>
0: Duly noted. I would like to do something, if I may. Okay. Um, are you familiar with a journalist by the name of Christy Blatchford?
1: <laughs> yeah. She and I used to be colleagues.
0: But I she never love... spoke to me. No?
1: For the record. Yeah. And she's not very much fun when you cooperate on a story mm. with her. I we Never
0: mind. I would love to hear the stories. <laughs> I, I, I have uh, a complicated... She, she's been on this show and... I disagree with her about just about everything, but for a long time, I disagreed with her but I respected her as a reporter, and at a certain point, there were a series of stories and things that she said and did where I, th- that respect, I have to say, has diminished, and I need to duly note the most recent instance of this, um, because if, like first and foremost, she's a courtroom reporter.
1: Yeah, know. I know what you're going to say, because I agree with you. Yeah? Well, go ahead.
0: All right, we'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Um,
1: Yeah, she's a courtroom reporter. She's she's, a police beat reporter. And she's
0: bragged about how she has been against publication events and has fought this. She said, I've spent a good part of my career fighting to extract the right from the courts to publish names. I know. She's all about, and that is a core journalistic principle. Like the public deserves to know as much about this as possible. And then in her most recent coverage of a sexual assault trial, she chose to not publish the name of the accused man. She said, to paraphrase, that because the alleged victim has her name obscured, as, of course, victims, uh, alleged victims of sexual assault are, have the right to keep their name out of the newspapers, uh, she thinks that that's unfair and imbalanced, mm-hmm. so she's going to choose not to. So you get a yeah. story about nothing. You don't even know what she's yeah. talking about. Yeah. And essentially, it's it stems from the fact that she feels, through this very torqued account, that this uh, this uh, victim, because the victim took GHB, which she knew to be a date rape drug, oh. that she has she has uh, she can't possibly be the victim of a sexual assault. Oh
1: my It must be
0: news to Christy Blatchford that people take GHB yeah. recreationally just yeah. to have fun, and that doesn't mean that they deserve to be raped. Yeah. But what was galling to me was to read Christy Blatchford depriving her Readers. reader reader. Of information right. about what was happening in a public courtroom.
1: Well, she is a columnist, but I still don't think columnists should be crusading to change this kind of stuff. We we shouldn't be doing that. We should be printing their names.
0: I mean, it, it's at a certain point, can we even consider this reporting? It's just activism.
1: Yeah, it's, that's what I'm trying to say. You said it much better. It's activism, and we shouldn't be doing that. Duly noted. <laughs>
0: This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Right now, there is an opioid crisis. Right now, there is a mental health crisis. But right now, it is Mental Health Week. And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity. And they are doing cutting-edge Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at CAMH.ca CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, it's amazing the things that we tell ourselves to talk ourselves out of getting help. Jen, you spend most of your time teaching in New Brunswick, but you also live here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Ontario Proud? There's also an Alberta Proud and a BC Proud. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like almost as if uh, you're being offered the opportunity to like, hey, do you like Maple Leafs? You know, (laughs) hit like. Uh, this benign, friendly. Is Terry Fox a hero to you? Do you love Canada? We're Ontario Proud. And then as soon as you hit like, you start getting barraged with all of this Really anti-liberal propaganda, I'm like it's like the most benign kind of mainstream. It's like, well, if you liked America's funniest home videos, here's like twenty-four-seven MAGA uh, memes. You know, oh, they kind of God. they 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 really came from nowhere to build the biggest Facebook platform for political communication And they
1: did this because of the new restrictions on campaign funding, right?
0: Well, I... I is that a plan? I, I think that they exploited that. They took advantage of that. They did this. Why they did this, whether this was just um, a financial ploy, Jeff Ballingall, who's been on the show, formerly of Navigator, formerly uh, involved in conservative campaigns, young guy who started this Ontario Proud thing. One big question we've had is chicken or egg. Was this, hey, we are the people who want to influence uh, the voters, Let's figure out the best way to do that. Or was there some young enterprising guy who said, oh, I, I can start a company in any event.
1: And we, get money. I think it's a second. I think it's you think the it's money. A financial. Yeah. Occam's
0: razor it's, hey, it's a financial ploy. Um, we have been looking at this for a long time. And, you know, Jeff came on the show to I know, try I to saw. answer our questions. Yeah. And the big question has and been. And he
1: said he got $5 donations.
0: That's it. Exactly. That was, that was the big question from the start is where are you getting the money for all this advertising? Right. Here's what he said. People pay. Um, similar to ways uh, you raise money, um, people give me. I put out an email last night, and I've raised six hundred dollars overnight. Okay, so we're talking about hundreds of thousand dollars raised. Uh yeah, we're getting to that amount. Yeah. Okay, and this is all through like just crowdfunding through. Like, there is a web page, and that yeah, it's crowdfunding. But no, we have people giving us five thousand dollar checks, but no one big donor has given any huge amount. So that's what Jeff told me uh, a year ago in December of twenty seventeen. Uh, and that was, uh, they had already spent, you know, I think that the figure that we knew at that time was $200,000. And he said that there was, uh, the, the highest figure he quoted was 5,000. And he said, uh, you know, no, no big, no big donor has given a huge amount. Um, so we now know, he says he was telling the truth at the time because we now have clarity. Um, the sadly, this comes out after the election. They ran a much bigger campaign. That $200,000 became, you know, over $500,000. They campaigned heavily, first against Kathleen Wynn, Then when it became clear that Kathleen Wynne was not going to win, they started attacking the NDP. They've been credited for actually, like, handing the election to Doug Ford. I don't, mm-hmm. I think that's overblown. I'm not sure that, that mm-hmm. they had that big impact. But they certainly had the biggest Facebook reach of any political entity. And now, after the fact, they have to disclose where the money came from. And uh, we know Sabrina Nanji of uh, Queen's Park Today, she was the first to, uh, to tweet the, the revelation that uh, they spent close to half a million dollars in election advertising. They got $512,000 in contributions, and about 90% of that came from corporations. 90%. Yeah. yeah. So the personal donations that Jeff Balengal was talking about is like 10% or less. They got $100,000 from Mattamy Homes, almost all of these companies that gave them $100,000, $50,000, there were 17 companies that gave them $10,000, 90% of them were in the real estate development, property development business.
1: The kind of people who depend on a government to pass certain laws or turn a blind eye to zoning regulations.
0: That's it. And and, and why would they want Doug Ford? Why would that industry want Doug Ford? Greenbelt. Greenbelt Development. Greenbelt. Yeah.
1: It's it's not even complicated. No. It's developer wants Greenbelt land, and here's the party that's going to do it. You're no longer allowed to donate to the party, so we'll just create this Facebook group. And I don't think the politicians foresaw what was going to happen with these so-called grassroots organizations. They're not grassroots organizations, come on.
0: I think that's the problem. There have been some people saying like, look, what do you want? In, in, a, in a democracy, there's lots of interests. Co- companies are people too. So it, it, if we have freedom of expression or free political expression, so what? If these companies want to message the public and well, try to the Well, companies are outside. not
1: people too. That's what happened in the US with yeah, the super PACs. That's right. And we don't want that here.
0: I think we don't. I think that there's no, people who would say like, the, it's a restriction on political speech to stop these companies. My point of view on this, I'm not going to take a position on whether companies should be allowed to politically message. Maybe they Why should have, not maybe there should be limits. Why not take a position? Well, I think the more relevant thing here is just the deceit, the the deception. That's bad too. I think that that if companies want to message me constantly saying, "Hey, we are the real estate industry, and we yeah. want Doug Ford to be premium, yeah, yeah, I, I don't it's... necessarily know that I have a problem with that. Right. But when they say we are Ontario proud and we are a people powered group where are the people speaking and all of their images are like stock images that they licensed yeah. from like Corbis or whatever of just like a, No, you're right. You know, it's the deceit. And it was really presented as if this is, you know, we we have hundreds of thousands of people behind us and we are and it was ugly stuff too. They yeah. had they had a video where they had a man like a bodybuilder dressed up as Kathleen Wynne, they called him Kathleen Chin and it was oh. this kind of like kind of hateful messaging, very visceral, emotionally based stuff. And then lo and behold, the man behind the curtain is the real estate development. The CBC was covering this too, and they found they looked at a different angle. We looked at just the extent to which Jeff Balengal was misrepresenting himself. And I should say, he says that at the time, that he told me that stuff, he was telling the truth, and the big donations. Do came we in know
1: later. that? Is there a way to track the dates of the donation?
0: I mean, that's, that's, well, that's another interesting thing is that all of the donations came in on the same day, which was after he spoke to me. Oh, However,
1: they all came in on the same day. Well, I wonder weird, if it's it? coordinated.
0: Hmm. It's obviously they were well, and then Press Progress had a story where they where they revealed they were actively soliciting massive six figure uh, contributions from companies. So obviously yeah. they, they 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 knew who to go to, and, and I'll talk about that in a second. We were. looking at, like, well, have they lied? And Ballingale says, no, I didn't lie.
1: Well, I don't think it matters technically. I mean, as a journalist, you don't like people to lie to you, but that's not the point. The point is that developers... We're 90% and we only find out after the yeah. election. Why are we finding out after the election? Why yeah. is this not revealed in real time? You make a donation, it should be on a website. Uh, don't we have computers?
0: I think that's a great point. Like uh, open democracy advocates, yeah. there's no reason why that can't be. should
1: be instant.
0: Why you can't factor that into your voting decision. Is you know what? What good does it do? And us
1: And know me that knows, now? and developers know that if they sent me some some spam, I'm just going to delete it. They have no credibility, so they have to go through Ontario Proud. But now I think Ontario Proud will have no credibility, and that's not a problem because they'll just start a new website, <sighs> I don't and know. we will never know what's happening until after every election.
0: The sad thing about the way things are now is that I think that everybody now knows that they're essentially. A real estate development group lobby group yeah they're a propaganda outfit and that's how they should be referred to and in a perfect world we would now all know that and then they would be discredited uh, but I don't know that people are gonna get that memo or care um, CBC looked at an interesting aspect of this to speak to our uh, uh, the question you brought up earlier is like what came first a political conspiracy ploy or just a a, a ploy to make some money and I think it kind of answers the question isn't it
1: the same thing
0: maybe um Ballingale told the cbc that what he did was clever guy you got to give him credit he, what was what was disclosed was who was giving money to the conservatives directly and he looked at that list and saw all these real estate companies and then he called them up and he oh, said oh
1: yeah right
0: do you believe says. that? I, don't, I mean, it sounds like a good business plan. It's like, why are you giving money to Doug Ford, or why not in addition to giving so money to So it makes it Doug okay because
1: he called them, they didn't call him? I mean, come on.
0: I don't think it makes it okay. I think it tells me a little bit about that this is, what kind of operation this is. Basically, that there's no grand conservative scheme of you know wheels within wheels I don't there's just a think, guy who thought he could serve a client
1: I don't think that a builder like Mattamy would just give over $100,000 because some guy decided to call them up what if I decided to call them up and I go hey all you developers how about you each give me 100 you think I'd get the money I don't think so
0: maybe so it, it's it depends not on how like, many Facebook likes you have
1: it's not like that yeah
0: I, I mean, don't know. Maybe think they so. built the thing and then and then figured once we have a you know, these are young people who understand social media who can build a very powerful messaging tool and then they can purpose it to whatever they want. They yeah. can kind of basically sell it to whoever yeah. they want. So I think that, that they built the thing. They they are connected to conservative politics, but they yeah. built the thing They're that is connected. of use and that can do things that the party can't
1: They're do. They're connected. You know? That's that's the operative phrase. That's They're it. connected and that's why Matami gave it to them. Because I don't believe that they just made a cold call and Matime said, sure. There's 100,000.
0: Oh, no, I, I I agree with you. I, I think that it had a lot to do with, with their mastery of, of social media and the fact that they are free to do things that parties
1: can't. And can. I think they're to- completely linked with the conservative party. Yeah. Nobody's going to give you 100000 based on, oh, you're a smart social media
0: company. Well, this is where I can get into the the wheels within wheels. There are numerous connections, and it's yeah. not just Jeff Ballengal having worked yeah. in conservative campaigns. Right. There's all kinds of connections.
1: Exactly. It's not just a yeah. grassroots group. It
0: can morph, too. Uh, for this last provincial election in Ontario, it was essentially uh, sock puppet, astroturf, uh, real estate development to destroy the green belt, I would posit. Mm-hmm. It can be serving different masters next time. Yeah. In the federal election, uh, different corporate interests can take yeah. you know, in BC in Alberta this thing can just be once you have that mass of, of uh, Facebook reach and then you build yeah, the whole thing is built on really nation Interesting. builder you know um, nation builder the website where they, they they are scraping as many emails as possible and building yeah. highly choppable demographic databases so it's a political tool that can be purposed towards whatever and campaign And I don't
1: think they can figure out how to how to control this uh I, I don't think the politicians can figure this out. I don't think the laws can figure this out. I mean they are trying to limit corporate donations to parties. They've done that, but now this is completely out of how do you how do you deal with this?
0: I mean the first thing that's happening is that Facebook is getting tighter on politically oriented speech which is int- I wonder how that's going to apply to Ontario Proud because they use non-political speech I, yeah. to kind of get you in the door Yeah, and you know Facebook's whole thing of like now we're going to get serious about stamping up propaganda well they've in fact just stamped out news yeah. the algorithm is now punishing news writ yeah. large yeah. so and then it's a cat and mouse game where Facebook tries to come, come up with a way of blocking yeah. you just shift your content to it could to get be that it.
1: Facebook will be in such disre- disrepute that people will stop going on Facebook I know that uh, my students, when I tell them I want to communicate with them through Facebook, some of them object. Uh-huh. They don't want to be on it. And I just go, well, you guys never log on to the university email. And when I, I need to tell you things in real time. So you have to get on Facebook. But I can see there will be a time Maybe. that people will just turn away from How it. How much more disrepute could it
0: be? You know, it's true. People, like I, I mean, I, I still use it. And it's, I know. You know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know what I'm doing and I still do it.
1: I don't know. I guess it's up to the journalists to keep uncovering this stuff.
0: Isn't it sad that when we're talking about what could be done about this thing, which is a really, like, gross thing in a democracy to to just be be <laughs> propagandized to and uh, by secret hidden forces and then say, well, I guess I'll let that continue. And yeah. isn't it sad that our default is maybe Facebook can do something? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I mean, for the government to get involved at a bare minimum. Yeah. We should know who's behind the messages, right? Yeah. At a bare minimum, who's paying for this. Can
1: we force something in real time to show the donations in real time?
0: I mean it's technically possible.
1: Yeah. And then people would have to care. And that's a whole other a whole other problem.
0: Jan Wong. (laughs) Happy holidays.
1: Thank you, same to you.
0: That's your Canada Land Shortcuts, everybody. I hope you liked it. You can email me about it. I'm at jesse at com, and I read everything that you send. We are on Twitter at Canadaland. Jan, where can people find you?
1: Oh, I'm on Twitter, too, at Ryder Wong.
0: People can find your books in bookstores.
1: Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. You can you can find my books, apron strings. It's a good Christmas present.
0: Always be hustling. <laughs> this episode of Canada Land Shortcuts was produced by Jordan Cornish. Welcome, Jordan. Our managing editor is Kevin Sexton. Syndication of Canada Land is handled by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Visit them online at cfuv.ca. And if you like what we do and you want to get ad-free versions of our podcasts, support us at patreon.com slash Canada Land.